Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. What's up, YouTube? I'm Minister Derek Allen of Sound the Trumpet Ministries. SoundTheTrumpetMinistries.com, and um, today I just want to, this is our second episode that we're having of a Thursday night hangout, so I thank you all for coming on. You know, I do this show with Sarah, as uh, hurtful as it can be, but, you know, we managed to work things out, so, you know, I'm glad you guys could join us, Sister LaToya, uh, Sister Melissa, Sister Tara, Sister Tan, and Brother Ronnie. Hope all is well with you guys. Now, on this program, you know what we do on Thursday nights. Hey, Sister Julia and Sister Naima, what we do on Thursday nights is we get into Bible discussions. We might talk about current events. We may talk about, um, you know, Bible questions. There might even been some teachings to some things that we don't understand that we're not sure about, you know, that we can talk about going over scriptures. And we're going to do Bible trivia tonight. And we're also going to do Lord's Supper, okay? So um, what what a lot of people call communion. So I'm glad that you guys are on tonight. So hopefully, you know, we'll get some laughs, you know, we'll get some word, we'll get some edification, but most importantly, we'll have some fellowship. So this is really good. Uh, Brother Derek L., uh, let's see, Sister Danielle, uh, who else? Brother Frederick and Sister Tatiana. Sister Ayana, thank you for coming on tonight. So that's pretty much what we're going to do. And we're also going to take prayer requests because we believe that, you know, we've got to incorporate prayer. A lot of people have prayers that, you know, they need those to be in agreement with or that they might have. So this is kind of what we're working out tonight, Sister Ebony. And hopefully next week, you know, if Lord permits, we might be able to do the Zoom thing that we can actually be, you know, um, you know, a little bit better and include everybody in it also. So we just thank you guys for being on. Um, I, uh, Sarah, you want to add anything? You're like out of the camera. Well, that's because you're taking up most of the space. Close your mouth. <laughs> and so it begins. Man, I didn't say get all that close, dude. No, I'm just joking. But anyway, guys, uh, hey, um, my niece, Alicia. We're family. Hope all is well. Stop clowning, trying to talk to the people. No, but anyway, uh, but anyway, this is what we're uh, getting into tonight. So um, I think we're going to start off in prayer because this might be hangouts, but we need to pray. And then uh, from there, we'll get right into it. So if you guys have questions concerning the word of God, things that you want to add, things that you might notice and see, uh, you know, just a number of things we're going to get into. And then we're going to uh, do some Bible trivia at some point during the teaching. And we're also going to do, um, like I said, Lord's Supper. And it doesn't matter what you have. You can have Twinkies and root beer. It doesn't even matter. OK, it's all about what it represents and the purity of heart. So let's pray and we'll get right in uh, to this hangout. Thank you, Jesus. 
Heavenly Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time of sharing. We thank you, Lord, for our brothers and sisters, both near and far, that you have given us yet another day to be partakers in your word, to be edified by your spirit, Lord, and that iron may sharpen iron. So even in this time, Lord, we ask for the comforter. We ask for the Holy Ghost. We ask for guidance. We ask, Lord, that you bring us into all truth and righteousness. And Lord God, if there's anything tonight that is not pleasing before you, anything that you want us to see, anything that you want us to turn to, Lord, I pray that you put it on our hearts and on our minds that our spirits may receive it and we may act accordingly. So we just pray in Jesus' name that you bind every foul spirit, every demonic spirit, every spirit of error, contention, or confusion, every spirit of jealousy, malice, and hatred, all spirits of fear, doubt, and unbelief. We pray in Jesus' name that you bind the devil, that you cast him out, that you keep him at bay like the dog that he is, that your people may have a victory in you this day. Lord, for you are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are faithful, just, and true, and worthy of all praises. We pray, Lord God, tonight that all these things be done for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So, you know, just an example of how, hey, brother Jake and my nephew Elijah. Here's um, just an example, guys, of what it can be to have edification at the right time. Well, you know, last week, Sister Sarah and I were joking on here, and we were talking about, um, you know, my bald head, you know, and everybody started laughing. Shut up. <laughs> but everybody started laughing, and I was laughing right along with them. And I made a comment. Hey, Sister Michelle, I made a comment about you know, some of the sexiest men are in Hollywood, okay? And there was a sister, I'm not gonna say her name, but she called me out on it. She said, hey, brother Derek, I think that, you know, the hangouts were cool, it was fun, it was exciting. She said, but when you use the word sexy, it kind of made me think about, you know, is that the image that we really wanna have? And it's not so much of anybody correcting me, but there was a point too where I, well, I think I, even as I said it, it didn't feel right with the Holy Spirit within. I felt like what I was saying is, eh, you may want to use different words and correct those or do whatever. So, you know, that's just an example of like edification because I knew it was wrong, but I got caught up in the fun and I just said something that probably I shouldn't have said. Do we want to be recognized as sexy as men of God or women of God? No, that's the wrong spirit. You know, I could have said some of the most handsome men are bold in, in Hollywood or whatever. So, you know, I thank that sister for that. And we move forward because some things we need to know and we need to understand. So at this time, guys, um, I really want to talk about something, too. And that really is um, the Lord's been opening my eyes lately to how really strong the spirit of rejection really is. I mean, we think that we can identify, like I said, in the teaching that we did in Atlanta, you know, over uh, rejection, man, it's only a small bit, man, not even scratching the surface of how deep this spirit goes. And it's something that the Lord is pointing me to often. Some things in myself, some things I see in others. Hey, hey brother Derek L. and, and uh, Derek Grant, hope all is well. But the thing is, is it really does stunt a person's life, not just an unbeliever, but a Christian's also. 
So guys, pray that the Lord reveals what rejection looks like to you in your life. Because man, as as we gone through the read and everything, we were talking about how, um, you know, it can bring about jealousy. Man, it can bring about people, I mean, just self-righteousness. I mean, it can bring so much into our walks where we really want to cover and protect ourselves and try and hurt other people, trying to control other people, trying to get people to conform to what you want them to. So many of those things, guys, can have a lot to do with rejection. So when we're not led by the Holy Spirit in our hearts, we've got to really be careful what spirit is leading us. We have to have our feelings and our emotions governed truly by the Lord because this thing is no joke. I mean, it's a very hurtful thing that we can bring to one another and other people. You know, there's times like when I deal with uh, my students in school, I'll tell them things about, you know, what I think that they should do and shouldn't do. But you know what, right after I tell them these things, it's almost like the Lord shows me a mirror and say, see, that's what I'm trying to do with you. And, you know, I can get to the place where I'm like, oh, man, Lord, you're right. I, Man, I didn't even look at it like that. You know, I see some of these kids in myself. And what does the Lord tell me? Give them a chance to grow. Give them a chance to take in what you're saying, that they might be able to grow and receive it. So that's why we're grateful to the Lord and all that he does concerning his grace, because we really can't go anywhere without it. You know, without true holiness and without purity of heart, all we've got is hypocrisy, self-righteousness, and at the core of it all, it's rejection. So let's just pray about that, you know? Uh, hey, uh, my niece Christiana, hope all is well. I was wondering when you were gonna come on. Your brother and sister are here, so I hope all is well with you. But um, yeah, guys, so um, one thing that uh, Sister Latoya uh, brought up tonight, uh, I mean, well, today, she was asking the question, let me get it so that way we can get it right and we can uh, add it up. But this was a very good question. I think I learned this about a year ago. Uh, her question was, well, I can get there. I'm slow with these sort of things. Okay. Now I got to remember, we've got so many uh, things that we do together. It's like, man. It was on the actual Facebook. Not on Messenger. Yeah, I think it was on Messenger. No, it wasn't. All right, so if you do get the question. It was under the hangout post. You know what I'm talking about? I don't think it was, but yeah, if you can get the question. Hey, Dawn, hope all is well. I'm sorry about this, guys. I should have had her question ready. Is it under it? Okay. So Sister Latoya's question was, and she said she wanted to share it tonight. She said, the Lord and the elect will not remember this place and people that were left out of paradise. Will the people of this world remember in the lake of fire? Is it a part of their torment? Well, what I can answer, hey, Brother Taylor, hope all is well. What I can answer is, let's go to uh, 
let's go to Luke chapter 16. This is where I think that I can get some understanding uh, to answer this question. So let's look at Luke 16. And if anyone else has any questions, please put them out. But I wanna look at Luke 16 and what verse do I wanna start in? Okay, Luke 16, and I believe that we're gonna start at verse uh, 19. So if you look at Luke 16, guys, and you look at verse 19, it says, there was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of swords. And it says, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which, which fell from the rich man's table, moreover, the dogs came and licked his swords. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels and, uh, to, into Abraham's bosom. <clears throat> and the rich man also died and was buried. So you guys understand the whole story here where the rich man didn't treat Lazarus right. And you had Lazarus that was just a beggar that didn't have anything. So both of these guys died and it says in verse 23, and in hell, he lift up his eyes being in torment and see of Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Now I know that when you talk about Abraham's bosom, this is, this is hell, but it's a different place of hell. It's a different place. But one thing is sure here is, the rich man is looking over at Lazarus and seeing that Lazarus is comforted. Look at verse 24. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. So what I gather with this guys, and we got to look at this, I don't think that Lazarus would have been comforted watching the rich man tormented. So I believe while Lazarus was comforted, he couldn't see the rich man, but the rich man could totally see Lazarus, you know, um, while, while Lazarus was comforted and he was tormented. But notice what Abraham said in verse 25, he said, son, remember. You see, memory is forever. Memory never goes away, okay? So I'm sure that for people that are in hell or will eventually make it into the lake of fire at the end of judgment, I'm certain that these guys are going to remember every time somebody tried to talk to them about Jesus. Remember when their parents wanted them to repent and come to Christ. They're gonna remember every time somebody tried to put a gospel tract in their hand. You see, memory is forever. It doesn't go away. So I'm not sure, Sister Latoya, if that answered your question or is that what you meant? But if not, I do believe that memory itself is gonna be eternal. You're going to remember every chance you had to get saved, but that time would have passed you by. Hey, brother Randy, hope all is well. So does that answer your question, Sister Latoya? And does anyone else have any others? Tatiana. Okay, here's Sister Tatiana. She said, why does the, uh, the aroma of a sacrifice uh, please God 
and um and smell from it. Okay, the sweet smelling savor, you know, there was a lot of things that were used for a burnt offering, but you know, a lot of ointments and things like that were applied also, you know, which was the perfect sacrifice. It's not so much like, well, God likes cleanliness, God likes holiness. God likes things like when you talk about the burnt offering being a sweet smelling savor, a burnt offering is to give over everything and eradicate the sacrifice that it may truly be consumed, which is what God wants you and I to become a perfect sacrifice. Now we must remember everything that was done in the Old Testament is symbolic for what God meant for us to have in the new. So if you look at this, let's go to um, Ephesians chapter five, or Ephesians, yeah, Ephesians five. Yeah, Sarah read my mind, because that's exactly where I was heading. We actually did teachings on this before. But Sister Tatiana, if you look at Ephesians chapter five, and you look at verse one, it says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. So what is God looking for? Obedience. If you look at the second of verse, it says, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us in offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. So what we're looking at here is obedience to God. Sacrifices willful, sacrifices offered up in love have everything to do with what is sweet smelling unto the Lord. First, it is obedience, and two, it is done in love. Now, you know that the love of God is the end of the commandment. The end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart, right? Charity. But it's also speaking of, one, to love the Lord your God with your heart, mind, soul, and strength, to offer yourself up or offer something over willfully because you feel God deserves it. And then there is to love your neighbor as yourself you distribute the love of God out to another. That to God is a sweet smelling savor because anytime we act in the flesh, we act in pride, we act in hypocrisy, those things are a stench in God's nostrils. Anytime the flesh is working, anytime the flesh is acting, they become a stench in the nostrils of God. Why? Because when God deals with you and I, he wants to see Jesus Christ in us. Okay, you can even look at one other thing to uh, continuously finish this. If no one has any questions, I'm going to look at, um, uh, give uh, Sister Tatiana another answer. Okay, so if that didn't answer the question, let's go to uh, Genesis chapter four. Look at Genesis four. Anyone else has any questions, please do. And I want to tell you guys, when we get to the trivia, the first person, okay, that writes their answer in the chat room will be the winner, okay? That's the best way to do it. I know some type faster than others, but when we do the trivia, the first person, and it's got to be the right answer, not a answer, but if the person has the right answer and it's in the description box first, they will win, okay, The um, that question. And at the end of it all, we'll add up how many that everybody got right or whatever, and we will determine the winner from there. Now, I don't want to make Sister Sarah stress out adding, but 
But anyway, let's look at. Uh, well, I know is the word of God. <laughs> funny. <laughs> All right. What's the prize? The prize is you get a thank you, Elijah. The prize yeah. is he gonna sing. You know, Sister Naima wants me to do these. I forgot what she calls them. Like cheer things. These little cheer chant things. I don't know, man. Like if I could make a fool of myself like that. G-O-O-D. Let Sarah do it. She's got no rhythm. So anyway, let's do it. I can't spell either. All right. So if you guys look at Genesis 4, you look at verse 1. It says, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare a son, a bear Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. It says she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel also, and Abel, and Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. So when you look at this, the Cain and Abel's offering, Cain just made an offering to the Lord. But if you look at Abel here, Abel brought the firstlings of his flock. He brought the Lord his absolute best. He didn't give, he didn't offer the Lord a drink of water. He just said, hey, Lord, you know what? Let me give you what I have. So that way you, Lord, can, can you know, do whatever you need to do with it. So Abel's offering was from the heart, Lord, I'm gonna give you my absolute best. But when it came to Cain, Cain just, eh, well, Lord, this is for you. Let me give you a tip. So you see, that's what's going on here. And then it says, if thou doest well, shall not thou be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So as you can see, God says, hey, Cain, if you do well, your off will be accepted. God's not going to just take any offer. It's got to be free will. If I were to grab Sister Sarah, who was a sinner, and, you know, like pull her up to the front, or I try to guilt trip her to give something to the Lord, or I try and scare her into giving something to the Lord, then that's not going to be a sweet smelling savor. Why? Because I forced Sister Sarah to do it. But if Sister Sarah came and know that God is right and believes that God is worthy, and she's gonna just give God this offering, and it's from her heart, then God will consider that a sweet smelling savor if it's sincere. Okay, so does that answer your question, Tatiana? Yes, yes, Tatiana, yeah. The heart condition, absolutely, absolutely. What are you guys laughing at? You guys are hilarious. Yeah, we're hilarious, but <laughs> she's asking I'm for it. Alice. No, right? So, uh, yeah. So, any other questions we got? Anything we got concerns about? Any prayer requests? You know, we're gonna cover that. I think you guys just want to get into the trivia. Hey, and Elijah, no Googling anything, okay? Because <laughs> I know you kids are savvy and y'all like to go forward and do things. Just like your uncle. I'm going to ask your sister, Alicia, whether or not you were Googling or she Christiana. Might Google too. I know, right? They might just Google for the win. 
If I even know that you guys find out something is not true, you're disqualified. Family should be disqualified. I'm <laughs> All right. I'm disqualified because I'm here. Yeah, so does anyone have any concerns, any questions, anything? See, Alicia's laughing because she's probably at Google already <laughs> waiting to see what can be done. All right. If we don't have any more Bible questions, let's, uh, what does Julia say the prize is? A word sown. Amen. That's all you guys get. A word sown. Okay. She says, pray for her sister, her ex-husband. Well, I want to ask you guys, how's your prayer life been with the Lord? Is there anything that we might be struggling with or whatever that we need prayer for also? Okay, uh, Sister Juanita, hope all is well. And my sister Dawn. Elijah says, I'll never tell. Yeah, I'll know <laughs> that you don't know. You don't have to. Hey, Sister, sister Shane, I finally got that right. All right, so if no one has anything, Robert. Oh, Roberta. That's oh, that's uh, Tatiana's mom. Hey, Sister Roberta. Hope all is well. Okay, you have a prayer request. Sister Sarah will take them down. And uh, once we've got that down, then we're going to get into some Bible trivia. Let's do some of that. She wants Okay. Prize is Wingstop. That's what Taylor said. <laughs> yeah, Brother Taylor said prize is Wingstop. I like that, Brother Do they have Wingstop on the East Coast? You know who Taylor is. Yeah, I know who Taylor is. Oh, you mean for them. Y'all got Wingstop out in your neck of the woods? All right, guys. Oh, wait, here we wait, go. Wait, I got to do my game show host thing. Get that mess. Look at this. Are you guys ready? Diana, yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that's Taylor's favorite place is Wingstop. See, that's too much noise, man. What's too much noise? Oh, it must that's, be this. That's yours. All right. <laughs> Are you guys ready? All right. Let's get some Bible trivia. It says, let me turn this down. All right. It says, the army of Joshua, the children of Israel prevailed against uh, the army of Amalek as long as Exodus uh, 17 and 11. It says uh, the Israelite flag was standing, Moses' hand was held up, the elders sang hymns, or the children of Israel had bread in their pockets. I'm have to read that again. All right, the next one. Let's see. Not to pause this. Moses' arm. All right. That was Sister Julia. So I'm going to have to move on to another one. All right. So let's see if you guys can hear me. All right. No, I'm not doing this one. All right. Sister Julia was right. This is multiple choice. Okay. One sec, Tatiana. Ready? Let's go. Uh, what did the children of Israel call the bread? Does anybody know? No. Yeah, Julia again. That's two points for Julia. All right. Uh, everybody came through late. All right, y'all ready? Next one. 
Okay, let me do this. Sorry about that. Let's do another one. All right, so, so far, Julia has two. Some are multiple choice and others are not. So I'm just telling you that ahead of time. And then also, uh, some of them are like completing or finishing a sentence or, or verse, okay? So let's try it again. What's the total now, Julia? So far, has Julia has two. Julia has two. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Which of these people are not in the New Testament? Elizabeth, Mary, Dorcas, or Jezebel? Not in the New Testament. Who's first? Jezebel, Derek Lamar. Yup, brother Derek is right. No, I think it's Dorcas. Jezebel's in Revelation. No, not in the New Testament. Oh, there is a Dorcas. Yep, it's Jezebel. You said which one of these people aren't. Next, which of these narratives was recorded only by Luke? Uh, the visit of Nicodemus, the visit of the shepherds to baby Jesus, the woman at the well, or Jesus' ascension? Which one of these narratives was recorded only by Luke? All right, the visit of the shepherd's baby, remember? All right, so no one got that one. It says, how many commandments did God write on the table on the stone tablets? One, five, man, I ain't even gonna tell you guys this. If y'all don't know this, I don't know what's up. How many commandments did God write on the stone tablets? Who's first? All right, brother Derek. Brother Derek's right again. All right. One second. All right, let's do this again. All right, so, so far we got a tie with Sister Julia and Brother Derek. They both have two. Sarah has to put her little sounds into it to make it something. All right, here we go again. All right. Ready? Let's go. It says, which two books in the New Testament did Luke write? Colossians and Galatians, uh, Luke and Colossians, Luke and the Acts, or Galatians and Acts? Yeah, yeah uh, Sister Ayana's got it. Okay, so I want to explain something too before we continue. Uh, Sister Ayana got that one first. Okay, this is what I want to explain. Some of you may say I've got the answer, which you have, but it's whomever uh, responds first, okay, whoever's name comes up first. 
Now that might not be fair to some degree because maybe the streaming is different that some people may get it closer than others. You know, so we'll see, we'll check it out, okay? But it says, uh, here we go. Which of these narratives was recorded only by Luke? Uh, the visit of the shepherds uh, to baby Jesus, Jesus' ascension, the woman at the well, the visit of Nicodemus. You guys gotta get this one. All right. Well, nobody. All right. We did. We went over that one already. So that's why I was wondering if you guys would have uh, gone into that. Sarah's silly. All right. So, so far we got a tie and Sister Ina has won. Let me do one thing and talk, Sarah. Hi. Don't be a goof. One second, guys. How's everybody doing? I think we're past that point. Do you have anything to say? I'm glad everyone's here tonight. Man, go to commercial. She's like... <laughs> she is lost. In space. Okay. You and Sarah are lagging. People answered that. Are we lagging? Okay. See, that's one of the problems that they've been doing since we've been on the internet. That they have um everybody's crowding the internet right now. So it's like trying to slow everything down. Thank you, uh, Sister Melissa, for letting us know that. Yeah. All right, we'll try one more and see how it goes because if some people got it, I don't want them to not be able to if we're lagging like that. But I'm sure they're messing with it. All right, we're gonna try another one. All right, let's see how this works out. Remember, the first name in the box is the one that gets it. But you know what we shouldn't do? We shouldn't do the first name. We should do how many get them right. So that way we can see. We're not going to go based on speed anymore. Let's do it according to how many people got it right. Okay? And we'll wait for the answers to come in. Latoya want to make sure she get an answer. And she's like, let's just keep going. All right. So let's go. <laughs> Joy enthusiasm, Latoya. Okay. On day one, what did God do? Uh, created lights in the firmament, divided the waters from the firmament or under the firmament, gathered together the waters into seas, divided the light from the darkness. What did he do in day one? Said, let there be light. Okay. Okay, he said, let there be light. Uh, I was all right. Someone said lights in the firmament, created light. Uh, Sister Christiana is right. Okay, but it's called divided the light from the darkness. 
But who do we give up? Uh, Christiana's got that one. Okay. Let's try one more. Ready? It says, show me your, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my savior, and my hope is in all, is in you all day long. Is that Psalm uh, 25, Philippians 4 and 13, Matthew 5 and 5, or Proverbs 1 and 7? Uh, Lamar knew it was David. Oh, 25. <laughs> Who said that? Yours is faster. Okay. Julia. Yep, Sister Julia is right. Let's see who else. I was supposed to wait for all the answers to come in. Okay. Uh, Dawn is right. Okay, Psalm 25. Okay, Sister Ayana, 25. I got to remember to stop talking. I got to wait for all this to come in, all right? You guys are correct. Whoever put Psalm 25, all right? Let's go one more. It says, what was the name of Noah's father? Lamech, Enos, Jared, or Methuselah? Ooh. Okay, five more seconds. You kids are cheap. I know. Look, for sure. Ayana tried to put Laird, so she's trying to do Le Lamech and Jared at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sister Latoya is right. Uh, let's see. Sister Alicia is right. Sister Christiana is right. And Brother Elijah are right. I know that you guys are cheating because y'all <laughs> all stay in the same house. Somebody's telling everybody what's she's what. And she's like, typo. Yeah, right. You're trying to get two answers in one. <laughs> Man, right. You take right after your kin here. No, I don't even run that. <laughs> All right. Next one. You got the points then. All right. Ready? Let's go again. The answer was Lamech. You guys ready? Let's go. It says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable for you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That's, uh, is that Psalm 25, Joshua 24, Philippians 4, or Matthew 5? Okay. Sister Latoya, let's see who else got something. Sister Ayana, okay. Who else? Okay. All right. Five seconds. Okay, for those who put, okay, everyone that picked Joshua, they actually do score. So you got to put their list there, I mean, their points. That's a lot of. Man, you, we need Naima over here to do this. <laughs> Sarah is like trying to figure out, 
Hey, if you guys lose, blame Sarah. It's a good thing I live here, then. All you got to do is look up there. See who's got what. See what I got to work with. Oh, man. You guys don't know the pain that I have. Between your ears. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Naima, Naima, exactly. Where is she? <laughs> I tell you, everybody wins. Nah. Good job, Sarah. Good job. Be quiet. <laughs> All right, ready for the next one? Did you get everybody's points? Uh, oh, there it is. All right, let's go. She's slowing down the game. All right, let's go. So it says, Thomas saw the risen Jesus how many days after that, the rest of the disciples? Seven, five, three, or eight? How many days did uh, Thomas saw Jesus after the rest of the disciples? Okay. <laughs> Come on, <man. laughs> Thank you. You're definitely like, oh no, she's not. Is she really related to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're definitely like your kin here. You're trying to tell me. Look at. Okay. You guys trying to tell. Hold up, man. <laughs> we got some foul play going on here. What? You could just put the kids together pretty That's much. That's too much. Like them and theirs. All right. Okay, guys, let's see. Some say three, some say everybody says three, time is up. Okay, three is wrong. It says Thomas saw the risen Christ. The answer is eight. Eight days, guys. Eight days. See, y'all gotta stop copying over one another. Cheating. Cheating. All right, so no one got that one right. Cheating. Will get you deducted and cheaters anyway, don't prosper. Y'all ready? Repent. All right. So the answer was eight. Ready? Let's go. What? It says, name the fourth of uh, the fourth name son of Japheth and of uh, the father of Elisha, uh, Tarshish, uh, Kittim, and Dodanim. His name was given to his posterity and is used to denote Greece. Is it Magog, Tubal, Gomer, or Javan? Magog, Tubal, Gomer, or Javan? The fourth son of Japheth. Okay, Julia says Tubal, Elijah says Gomer, uh, Randy says Tubal. Uh, Ayana says Gomer. Latoya says Javan. Let's see. Anyone says Java the Hut. Wrong. Okay, the answer is Javan. 
So for those who got Javin, okay, it was only uh, Sister Latoya and and uh, Coach P. Latoya. Sister Latoya, hey Coach P. It was Sister Latoya and Coach P. They were the only ones that got it right. No, oh, y'all were spot on. Said, yeah. <laughs> Who's the Okay. All right, here we go. Next question. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Is that Philippians 4? Is that Matthew 5 and 5? Is that Proverbs 1 or Philippians 4? Philippians 4 and 6. So it's either 4 and 6, uh, Philippians 4 and 13, Matthew 5 and 5, or Proverbs 1 and 7. Okay. Yeah. Because there's two answers for Philippians, guys. One is Philippians 4 and 6, or Philippians 4 and 13. Which is it? Five seconds. Four and six, sorry. Okay. Yeah, for those who picked Philippians four and six, you are correct. So for those who put Philippians four there, I guess you're going to have to credit them anyway because we don't know for sure. You get half a point. No, nah, give them the point. <laughs> All right, so let's go uh, if you said four and thirteen, Sister Latoya, you are wrong. No, she said four and three. Oh. <laughs> All right, y'all, hang on a sec. I got to do the math. Yeah, Sarah is. Uh, <laughs> she's struggling here. Naima, you need to come out and visit while we do this. Naima is probably doing it at home. <laughs> All right. Wait. Got him. No. And she's gonna cause y'all to lose. Yeah, you want to read now, pick him. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sarah's gonna read. Man, she is. Now what do I do? All you gotta do is read this. And uh, wait for the answer. Okay. The parents of the blind man who was healed by Jesus, when questioned by the Pharisees, referred to the, referred them to Jesus, the disciples, the priests, their son. Hey, brother, Sal. Did you guys even hear Sarah? You want me to say it again? Uh, nobody made a move. Yeah, he got two people to answer. Okay, what's the person? The parents of the blind man who was healed by Jesus when questioned by the Pharisees referred them to Jesus, their, the disciples, the priests, their son. All right, so which is it? You want me to do it now? Oh, see, they want you to repeat. You talk too low. Come on now. 
The parent of the blind man who was healed by Jesus, when questioned by the Pharisees, referred them to Jesus, the disciples, the priest, their son. I'll get a bullhorn if necessary. (laughs) Maybe it's because of my southern accent. You want me to hit it now? Yeah. Yes, their son is correct. Did you write Tatiana's name there? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. See you. Okay, the answer is the son. Okay. He gonna pick on me, and he still he can't do it neither. (laughs) All right, this is sad. This is a disgrace. Everybody wins. Let's get this in. Everybody. No, no, no. We ain't going out like that. You understand your handwriting. Give this no, back I to don't. me. I <laughs> don't. All right. It says, all right, on the first day of his resurrection, where did Jesus instruct his disciples to meet him? On the first day, is was it Galilee, Mount Olivet, Bethany, or Jerusalem? I can't even give people the points because you read the question. This is terrible, man. We got to get a better system. <laughs> we got to get a better system. I can't read her handwriting. <laughs> man, you're killing it, man. Come on, man. What are you doing? Don't you know who these people are? You wrote them down. <laughs> Be quiet, Latoya. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Guys, this is terrible. All right, those who said Galilee are correct. The answer is Galilee. And the only people that got that right were Gianna, Randy, Alicia, and Julia, and uh, Shane. All right. You said Julia? Yeah. Boy, this oh, is, Coach P, he got it too. He just said Jerusalem. He said Jerusalem, but the answer is Galilee. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Coach P. Please forgive me. <laughs> All right, here we go. I think I know the answer. All right, she finally got it down, guys. All right. Here we go. For which of the patriarchs did John say God could raise up children from stones? Was it Adam? Was it Noah? Was it Moses? Or was it Abraham? Adam, Noah, Moses, or Abraham? Which of the patriarchs did John say God could raise up children from stones?
Okay. <laughs> Julie said the devil's messing with her connection. And Sister Tara, they're messing with her. She said she had trouble getting on. Okay. All right, for those who chose Abraham are correct. Okay. Let's do two more of this painful process. Two more. All right, we'll do two more. <laughs> and after that, we gotta get a better system. All right, you guys ready? It says, what type of tree did Jesus curse? I ain't even gonna give the, nah, you guys gotta know this. As often as we talk about it. What type of tree did Jesus curse? Ooh. All right, everyone get this one. Yep, there you go. Everybody got that one right. You may as well just go right down the line. That's what I'm doing. I heard the question when you uh, repeated it, though. Okay. Everyone who answered, right. All right, guys, one more, and then we're going to have to come up with a better system. Please. <laughs> guys, ready? Here we go. The crowd followed Jesus and the disciples across the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum because they had eaten and were filled. He had raised up Lazarus. He had healed an epileptic. He had walked on the water. Which one is it? I'll repeat that again. The crowd followed Jesus and the disciples across the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum because A, they had eaten and were filled. Uh, B, he had raised up Lazarus. C, he had healed the epileptic. Or D, he had walked on the water. Okay. There's the answer. <laughs> All right, let's see. Okay, for those who said that they ate and were filled are correct. That is the answer. They were they ate and were filled. And we need a new system. <laughs> I agree. I just need somebody new sitting here. Good. <laughs> All right. Let's see who won. Add up wait, the points. Wait, 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 wait. Hold the phone. Don't even count the kids because they were cheating. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Juanita, you helping them with Google? <laughs> <laughs> 
You tell me. Um, <laughs> so let's see here. That's a good question, Brother Sal. They said no, no, they were not. You guys know that much Bible, huh? I'm gonna find out when I come visit y'all. Hey, y'all gotta remember, for those who are lying, the Lord is listening. All right, for those who are lying, the Lord is listening to you. <laughs> I better think twice. Repent for the days at hand. All right, so is y'all ready for to know who the winner is? It is Sister Julia. Yay! Sister Julia won. Sister Julia won. Well, thanks to your cheating friend Sarah over here. <laughs> I'm cheating. So Sister Julia wins. Brother Sal joined in late. That gave me a headache. So you're making her think. That yeah, ain't good. It's a terrible place to be. <laughs> Sister Julia wins, and she said it's just a word song. So there Julia's you go. Like, Yay. Now, where's my wing stop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to order that till you Grubhub or something, or one of those things. All right, is there anything that anybody uh, wants to discuss? Prayer requests? Or anything like that? Any questions concerning the word of God? Grant, yes, he is. Yay, Julia. Uh, half a wing. <laughs> right, congrats, Julia. Yeah, couldn't give it to the kids. I know y'all were cheating. Like I said, the Lord was listening. So if somebody's lying. All right, this is for Julia. <laughs> oh, boy. There you go. Now you can rise off, Julia. All right, so I have a question. Ooh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Now throw that mess in the trash. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Round two. He said fight. All right. So is there any uh, concerns that anybody's having, you know, concerning what's going on or what's happening with family or anything that they want us to pray for? Anything that they want to discuss? Because I can tell you guys, the last few days, it's been so rough. I mean, like as far as trying to sleep, it's like, man, the enemy's been waking me up. You know, that I've been having to pray, man, fighting with demonic forces that don't want me to rest. There's so much going on, guys. And we just got to be able to keep that pressure up and give the Lord time. Let him work on us. According to a documentary I saw, Solomon's Temple is in Jerusalem. If you needed a documentary to watch that, Sister Melissa, I don't know. I'm just teasing. Uh, uh, me too. 
Oh, Sister Ayana saying, anybody having trouble with their sleep lately? Having weird dreams and stuff like that? Because Sister Sarah and I have been battling, and I heard of other saints that have too. Sister Tajana says she's been having nightmares. Sister Tara, weird dreams. You know, I'm going to tell you guys things that have been um, coming to my spirit as of late. That, you know, the devil is watching everything we do. And this is why the Lord has been putting two words into my um, spirit. One is authenticity. And the other is hypocrisy. Guys, we've got to pray that God removes certain idols and things out of our lives, okay? Because what I think that the devil is doing is he's watching us with our devices. He's watching everything that we're doing. He's going to do whatever it takes to get you off your knees so that he can do what he needs to do. So we can't kid ourselves. If we know that we're not really praying and we know that we're not really reading the word of God like we say, Man, the enemy knows all these things. So I just want to tell people concerning that, let's be real. I know at times your flesh may say, I don't feel like praying. I'd rather watch a movie. I'd rather do this and that. But you see, we've got to train our bodies and our minds to get in line with the Lord and to do the things that he wants us to. That's so important, okay? This is all about training yourself to because there were days I didn't feel like going down in prayer, but when I did, it was really interesting, the things that were happening. It was like, you know, I prayed a lot longer than I thought that I would. So right now, let me tell you guys a story, something that happened to me just yesterday. There was a woman that um, sister, I think it was Sister Tan and uh, Sister Naima sent in a mass text to us. And it was about a woman that had a prophecy concerning ministries. And one of the prophecies that this woman said was that a lot of these so-called pastors or these, these um, you know, people that have been in the limelight for a long time are gonna fall by the wayside. And that a lot of these no, you know, um, ministries that nobody knows, God is going to raise up. He's gonna give them the strength. He's gonna place an anointing on them. He's going to do uh, special works in this time. It's going to be a very heavy anointing on those that have. Now, you see, I don't need to go out and investigate to find out if it's true. When I heard these women's words, one thing we got to know about the words of God, his words are timeless. Even though this woman said this back in 2015, I could clearly feel like the spirit was speaking to me right away. I mean, it hit me like a knife, man, like a shot that I just knew what this woman said was right. So from there, the Holy Spirit led me to my box of tapes and videos and things like that, stuff that I had that I haven't watched in years. And the Holy Spirit was telling me to throw these things out. He said, I don't care if you haven't watched them in years, get rid of them, you know? And then I always told myself that I could throw them away when I felt like it. I don't watch them, so they don't mean anything to me. Well, the strangest thing happened to me while I was being convicted and I went to my box to throw out all this old stuff. 
I stuck my hand in the box and I grabbed two DVDs and I threw them into the uh, garbage bag that I was gonna throw out. This is no lie, guys, what happened. My hand automatically, without me even thinking of it, went back into the garbage bag and put them back in the box. You guys think I'm kidding. You know, some people may say, oh, well, you were just doing this because, you know, you didn't want to part with them. No, I'm here to tell you. There was like a spirit that literally made my hand grab those tapes and put them back in my box. So I got down on my knees at that point, guys, and I began praying. And I began saying, Lord, I know I don't want these things, and I know you don't want me to have them. Help me throw them out. And they were like little stupid videos like The Black Knight by Martin Lawrence or, you know, some old stuff. But I was just like, no, nah, man. I was like, Lord, I said, you, you want these things gone. I know what you're saying is right. Lord, help me throw these things out. And the funniest thing happened, I felt like something moved off of my hand, off of my body. I grabbed the videos and I was just throwing them out one by one. I think I threw out at least, man, 150 movies yesterday. Easy. You know, and I always told myself, well, I'm lazy. You know, I'll throw them out when I get ready. They don't mean anything. I'm here to tell you guys, if you've got idols, in your life, anything that's not like God, it's a it's a strong chance that, that it's tied to your soul because I think that's what happened to me. My will for that moment was stunted and I would not throw these videos out. But you see, the Lord freed me that I was able to pick them up. And after a while, it got good to me. I'm like, you know, throwing more movies in, you know, piling them in. Why? Because there was a hole that was broken <laughs> between what I possessed and me. You see, one thing the devil cannot do, guys, is he cannot violate your free will, okay? We allow the devil in in so many different ways just by having the free will to bring something into your home. And I'm here to tell you, these things will attach themselves to your heart. Jesus knows exactly what he's saying when he says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also because I felt physically strong enough to throw these things out, but there was something that was hooked to me. I can't even explain what it was exactly, but I did not want to throw those movies out, you know, but the Lord gave me the strength. He broke the bands. I prayed and I was able to throw them out. And I think the only reason that I didn't throw these things out sooner was because of the fact that I thought they weren't that big a deal. All right, I'm not watching them no more, so it doesn't matter. But the Holy Spirit showed me, you can't preach a message on repentance and not repent yourself. It is your job to pick up those things, throw them out and do what God says. Now, I'm not saying this to give anybody a hard time, but what I am gonna tell you is, any object that you've got in your house that is not of Jesus Christ is demonically charged. Make no mistake, it's demonically charged. You know, I, I dare anybody to throw out their TV. I'm not saying to do it, but I'm here to tell you. I guarantee you for anything that you may find in your place that you want to throw out and get rid of, watch how hard it becomes. These things will attach themselves to you. You've got to be set free. Don't fool around with God because what he's telling me is these things are idols. These things are bound to us in our hearts. 
These things are in the house for one reason, to keep the spirit of God from doing what he needs to do with you. It gives the devil a legal right in your life to do what he does. Now, I'm not telling you what it is that God wants you to throw out. God may tell somebody, I want them to throw this out. Someone else may have the same thing and God may not tell them to throw it out. Why? Because that person may not be bound to it. But I'm telling you guys, that opened my eyes to the smallest things that we think are no big deal. Man can have everything to do with binding us and, and, and you know, keeping us from getting what God wants. You know, a lot of us want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I remember Pastor Price said this years ago. He said, it's that thing that you're walking by every day is what the Holy Ghost could be telling you. That's what I want you to get rid of so that I can fall on you. You know, I'm just saying that was one of my testimonies. Guys, be careful because these things look like nothing, but these things are weapons. They are tools. They are stumbling blocks. They are snares that the enemy tries to push to us to keep us from serving the Lord. Okay. All right. Anybody say anything? Even the clean movies are not good for us. You know what, Sister Shane? I'm I'm totally beginning to believe that. I, I totally am. You know, I think that there could be things that even if they're not necessarily bad, they're a distraction. They're things that we don't need to be doing as Christians. And that's why last week when I played that Paul Washer video, you know, he was talking about basically growing up. He was talking about giving time to the Lord. And, you know, I don't want comfort. I want to fulfill the word of God. I'm not looking to find something to entertain me, to take away my time, to help me kill time. I think, guys, it's becoming very late in the game. I'm not so much talking about kids because whatever you tell a kid, they're going to probably do anyway. But that's why the Bible tells us at some point when we get older that we are to flee youthful lust because these things can hinder your growth. They can stop you from doing what you need to do. And I want to say with that, let the Holy Spirit guide you to the things that he wants to remove because, you know, you might move out something right now and your heart's not really feeling it, and you'll just go and buy it in secret. But you got to let the Holy Spirit do. He may start off with some movies, throw those out. Then after a while, your list will get smaller and smaller. But let the Spirit of God guide you to what God wants you to depart from. What does Sister Ayana say? Uh, I prayed for the Lord uh, to expose those hidden uh, foxes today. Absolutely. This is what we need to do, guys, and we need to really seek the Lord on this because I think right now there hasn't been one moment that I've been on prayer and, or doing something for the Lord, and then there comes a bunch of phone calls, a bunch of things that'll come up and, you know, just trying to get me off my knees, trying to distract me, trying to keep me from prayer, trying to keep me from being sober and thinking about what the Lord wants me to do. So, you know. Those are things that we've got to be made aware of and we've got to pay attention to. All right. Sister Shane, you're so right when you said, I believe witchcraft is a big part of modern TV and movies. Absolutely. That is correct. Um, if uh, anyone in on here knows anything about the occult and how they run Hollywood um, and how there is a huge um, 
homosexual spirit over the Hollywood industry and over the music industry. And actually, we did a Bible study on that, what, about four or five months ago? Mm -hmm. Um, What was it called? What was it? Say it again. You know, the Hollywood, but it had the the LGBT flag over the words. Um, Saudi wood. Yeah, Saudi wood, that's it. It was called Saudi wood that, you know, pretty much the homosexual community they own everything. Hey, Sister Tanisha, I hope all is well. But you know, guys, these are things that we need to look at. A lot of the things that we think are entertainment, they're minefields of the devil. He's going to pull out all the stops mm-hmm. to see what he can do. I think, Sister, uh, someone else had a question, too. I'm not too sure. A while ago in the um, in the chat, I think it was a Bible question or something like that, you know, but... Um, yeah, guys, this is what it's really all about, that we truly are at war. And we really need prayer for the things that are in our hearts. You would never believe what your heart is attached to until you attempt to throw something out. If you think I'm kidding, try it. Try it and see what your heart is hooked to. You see, and this is where Jesus says, many will say to me on that day, or many profess me with their lips, or they honoreth me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. We've got to ask the Lord to draw near to the things that he wants us to do, because if your heart's not right, man, it's going to be exposed. A lot of people out there are talking about the mark of the beast, and they're talking about all this stuff, but man, I'm just here to tell you, if you can't even part with the things that are not righteous and give everything to the Lord, man, you may already have the mark of the beast. These things gotta be prayed out, but I think this is a time for a Christian to take his life really seriously, his salvation very, very seriously, because I think in the end of it all, the devil is gonna use anything. He is going to use anything at this point. You know, just when you decide to put everything away, here comes the love of your life. Person just come out of nowhere quoting scripture, believing that they're saints and everything else, man, they're gonna say everything right. Why? Because in many cases, they could have been sent by the devil. And what is the job? To hinder you in your walk that you may not go forward with the Lord. This is real war, guys. This is real war. What does Christiani say? Christiani said, um, a lot of people in television shows are manipulating the Bible and producing blasphemy, a trailer for the movie coming out named, what is it? St. Maud. Uh, St. Maud is an example of this. You know, she's she's really right that these things are really going on, that you can't even watch TV anymore without them blaspheming your God. And it's all about changing how you think. So, you know, that was on my heart to talk to you guys about as far as be careful what your heart is hooked to. Because, man, I thought at any moment, I mean, these videos are collecting dust. I don't even watch them. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, I could just throw them out. And people were telling me for months, man, why don't you throw them out? You always say you're going to. I'm like, man, do I really want to get up and put up with this? But I realized it wasn't my laziness. It was a part of my heart that that clung to these things. And I didn't even know it was. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, give us a spirit of discernment, prayer, and thanksgiving. 
Amen. What did Sister uh, Ayana say? She said, I've watched very few shows, but I caught a glimpse of a trailer of trailers on Freemason, purely demonic. Um, I'll say this, that, because there is a documentary on Freemason out on YouTube, and it is purely a lie, because anything that you can freely see about Freemason, don't believe it, because everything they do is behind closed doors. So if they're actually letting something out, it's it's a front. It's so they can actually say, oh, see, we're not evil. We're not bad. Look at us. All we're doing is gathering together. That's not the real Freemasons. The real Freemasons, you ain't never going to see who they are because they sit behind the shadows. They're cowards just like their father, the devil, is. Yeah, and, and this is very true, guys, because the other day setting up for a teaching, I think it was last night, I was trying to look up some information on like, you know, occultism, Illuminati stuff and things like that. Do you know what, guys? They've pretty much erased everything true about the Illuminati. If you don't think so, try and look up some information on them. What you're going to find is they're going to call them good guys. Or they put everything now under conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy theory. Oh, is it true that the Illuminati run the world? Well, let's look up the history. And these people have packed it with lies. So you almost got to be clever when it comes to looking up information, like by asking the right question, and it'll lead you right to the perfect place. But man, you got to know that right now, the devil is erasing all history. Everything that is evil, everything that you should know, he's wiping off the scenes because he's going to come out as the savior, as the good guy. He's going to come out with someone that, that acts like he's got your best interest in heart. But try and look up any occultic conspiracy stuff. You're not going to find it. And it'll be labeled conspiracy theory. And it's meant to turn you away from the truth unto lies. So what is everybody saying? Oh, let's see. Elijah said a lot of children's shows are also now starting to promote homosexuality and witchcraft. To add to that, uh, Elijah, but you're mm -hmm. absolutely correct. That is exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I got to say for you young guys, man, I don't want to be your age again. It must be tough for you guys to come up in this time and you guys don't even know that homosexuality, you know, um, it's being promoted all over the world that homosexuality is not a sin. Mm -hmm. You know, they're telling you it's okay. At least when I was growing up, you know, there were parents, there, you know, grandma and grandpa and all of them, they told us, you know, that these things were sins, that they were not right. But when you look at what the enemy is doing today, man, he's spilling out lies all over. It's so crazy. Sister Julia says, and the Bible says, don't be so quick to call everything a conspiracy that tells me what they, um, what they try to call a conspiracy uh, is in fact not. You know, yeah, I like to use the Old Testament version. Sister Julia, if you have the um, the scripture for that, I would love to look that up because I know that the Bible tells us too that we are not to be, you know, ignorant of the devil's devices lest he gets an advantage, you know, over us. But yeah, if you've got the scripture for that, man, I want to look that up. Said so no theory, History Channel is garbage. This is true. History Channel is garbage for sure. It is. You know, they're not giving you the truth. So we must know in these last days that the only truth 
that we're really going to have is in Jesus Christ. We've got to. The Lord is going to lead you into all truth and righteousness, show you what things that we should pay attention to and be a part of. Because if not, the enemy, I'm telling you, he's going to have your mind all over the place, just out there. What does Gianna say? Oh, you're right, Elijah. That's her little buddy. Shane said ancient aliens was the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, ancient aliens was a big lie because, um, you know, they tried to act like the aliens were the saviors. There are no aliens. There's fallen angels and there's demons. But you see, they can only promote the whole alien thing if they make you believe that there are you know, distant life out there in galaxies and other planets. If we go according to what the Bible says, the Bible don't even mention aliens. The Bible talks about the heavens, which I believe they're heavenly beings. And the Bible talks about the earth. But all that stuff, man, asteroids gonna hit the earth and all this. Man, all these people, the only asteroid that these people are getting ready for is the coming of Jesus Christ. That's it. They know that he's coming when he gets ready. And they've tried to set up their planetary defense systems to go against him and fight against him. They want They think they're really going to beat Jesus. But there's no asteroid going to hit the earth and destroy it, guys. That's a pack of lies. We've got to cling to the word of God. What does Brother Sal say? Aliens are fallen angels. And, and demons. demons. That's right. That's all they are, fallen angels and demons. And the reason why we're going over this is because, you know, a lot of us know this, but we want the young people to really understand where we are. We got to protect our homes with the truth, with the word of God. You know, we can't afford to be deceived into all this stuff. We've got to cling to the word of God. If you've got family members unsaved, man, preach Christ. And for those that don't, I pray for the strength that you do, because the words of Jesus Christ is your true life. That's what's going to matter in the end, guys. Everything, the devil's going to take this world and flip it upside down. Nothing is going to make sense. The world that you and I had known years ago will not be anymore. It is going to be 100% twisted. Trust me when I tell you. And I want to add to that because I remember back when it was like right before I got saved or right after I got saved, I had this dream and <laughs> it's going to sound a little funny. But uh, these little demons were in my dream, and they were the green, raisin-headed-looking aliens that people would say, and they had red, fiery eyes. And there were several of them, so I know I had a lot of demons. And they came up to me, because in dreams, you cannot use your physical body to, to move or to speak, so they used uh, telepathy. And they looked up at me with their eyes, because I was getting ready to, you know, to transform my life over to Jesus. And they said, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right. Now, they didn't yell at me. They didn't scream at me. It was a very calm voice. But I remembered watching a documentary on the alien greys. And the alien greys and the demons were the exact same thing. So that's what demons are. And they're trying to tell people, you know, oh, we got aliens and we know this and we, we know this. And. We know that when they're trying to discredit what the scripture says about fallen angels, Satan, giants, and demons, and, demons yeah. and all those experiences. So that way, you know, people won't believe in scripture 
they'd rather believe what NASA says, or they would rather believe what, you know, other people say on it instead of actually wanting to believe what the scripture says on it. Yeah. And that's the thing for me, I got to cling to the word of God. I'll tell you another thing that happened. What does sister Julia say? Uh, Isaiah 8 and 12 says confederacy with other versions of uh, conspiracy, but confederacy means an alliance of people or groups formed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can um, get into that for sure. But, you know, another thing that happened to me yesterday, guys, after I threw those videos out, I'm just sitting on a couch, you know, with the Lord, reading the word, you know, letting the Lord give me something else that he might want me to talk about. And I felt a presence in here that I had not felt before, like just moving around. And I could tell it was demonic while I'm sitting there listening. You can just feel like a presence moving around. I couldn't see it. But by the time I got ready to go to bed, I turned off the lights in here and I got ready to walk to my room. I could feel like something was around me, something angry. And I know it had everything to do with me throwing out those movies. Something was angry. And I could just feel his presence around. And I said, you know what? You're not gonna put a spirit of fear on me. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I said, if you're gonna come out, come out and it subsided. So when I got to my bed and I got ready to pray, okay, and, um, you know, pray before I go to bed and everything like that, man, and by the time I got in that bed, I could feel their presence all around my bed, all around my bed. This never happened to me before, but it was so much so that I didn't even want to move the covers from my head and actually see who they were. I could feel their presence. I could tell they were big. I could tell they were there. And it's not like me to be scared of the dark. That, that had nothing to do with it. But I felt the presence of these demons that I didn't even want to look at them. But they had an issue with me. So I just prayed. I said, Lord, put me to sleep. You know, in Jesus' name, there's any presence in here. I bind it in Jesus' name. But I'm going to tell you, man, I could feel their presence. So every time, you get ready to go further with the Lord and be set free from certain things to move them out, those things are gonna come and visit you because they've got a covenant with you that needs to be broken. Trust me when I tell you, I'm not scared of the dark, but I could tell, I knew it. It was like when it hit a certain hour, like maybe 12 a.m. or whatever, man, I could just feel them roaming around here. I couldn't see them, but their presence was kind of like weighty. You know what I mean? Like gloomy, like a dampened spirit, like they were trying to push fear. And I had to really rebuke those spirits to get them out of here. Man, so you don't want to cling to a lot of this stuff. I'll tell and, you. Uh, yeah, as far as like the abductions goes, those are most definitely um, fallen angel experience, demonic experience, incubus and succubus. Yes, uh, the the best way, if anyone ever deals with that, because I know I have before, um, you know, being attacked by an incubus or I think it's an incubus and for men it's a succubus. But, you know, if you feel like you're, that's happening to you, then, yes, cry out to the name of Jesus and you will be delivered from it. That's that's the only way to to have it cast off of you. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that <clears throat> because, you know, shows that are saying these alien abductions are not, you know, of course, they're not going to say it from a. Um, a Christian point of view, uh, they're going to say, oh, yes, yeah, an alien abduction and, oh, you know, you need to go get some psychiatric help. No, mm -hmm. that's not going to help you. The only thing that's going to help you is calling out to the name of Jesus. That's it. 
That's right. And here's another thing I want to point out, guys. Be careful, okay? Be careful how you feel about your brother or sister in the Lord, okay? I'm here to tell you this too. The Lord put this in my spirit. Be careful how you feel about them. If you've got an issue with a brother or sister, then you need to bring it to that brother or sister and talk to them. Don't, don't you know, slander, talk behind their backs or do whatever, because this is another thing that the devil is using to, to, to cause discord. Yeah. You know, the devil will put something in your heart and make you feel ill will towards a brother or sister and plant seeds to divide a body. So be really careful with that, how you feel, what you speak into existence, what you feel about, you know, whomever that you know, that's a brother or sister in the Lord. If you feel that they wronged you, or if there's something that they've done to you that you don't like, man, pick up the phone and call them. Because if you can't tell them and you go and tell other people about it, man, that's not a woman and that's hardly a man. Anytime a man can't call another man and tell him exactly how he feels about something, even if you guys have got to have a disagreement to the point to where you get an understanding, you know, then, then man, you don't need that. Because if we're going to be bold, if we're going to be big, if we're going to be true to one another, then we need to talk to one another. And please don't let that shoot by you. I would suggest you guys get each other's numbers and everything like that. If there's an issue, man, call your brother. Pray for your brother or sister if something's not right. Because right now the devil's trying to plant seeds to cause discord. Trust me, I know what I'm saying. He tried to put them in my heart. Call brothers and sisters, pray for brothers and sisters, care about what brothers and sisters are doing. Because right now, if the devil can't cause you to stop being around each other, he'll put false thoughts into your mind to keep you from being on one accord with the Lord. I'm telling you, if you're not dead to self, it's only gonna show when you see a brother or sister doing something, I mean, you can sit back and, you know, and the person's not even doing anything. The person's just, you know, trying to have a little fun, do something, do whatever, so, and they're in the back. For what? For what? What are you mad at? Because somebody's doing something for the Lord? Because God's called them to do it? Where's your love? Where's your encouragement? You see, and, and, and man, that root has got to be broken, guys. We're a family. We are family. The G Jesus calls us to be on one accord. If there's any problem concerning doctrine, if there's any issue that you might have had with a brother or sister, man, be bold enough to call them. Tell them about it so that the devil has no way in. This happened to me with a brother in the Lord that I used to have study with. I remember he would come here, and I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, this brother and I were cool. We used to do so many different things together. And then one day, the Lord was putting something in my heart. Oh, well, not the Lord. I'll say the devil was putting something in my heart concerning this brother. Something like rough, man. Like, I don't know. It's like everything he did began to irk me. And then the devil would say, you see, when they give you that look and they start acting like that, that's how you know they don't do it. And the devil would actually tell me, see, look, look, watch them do it. And sure enough, they would do it. And he made me see something 
that was not even true. But you know, uh, the devil was doing that to the other brother too. So one day after a study, I walked up to this brother and I said, hey bro, I said, I don't know where it came from. And I said, I gotta be real honest with you. And I gotta tell you something that was in my heart these last couple of months. I had ill will towards you because I felt like you were gonna do something to me or you had an issue with me or you didn't like me. I had an issue with this. And you know what that brother said to me? He said, the devil was telling me the same thing about you. And you see, this is where we've got to become true brethren. And you know what, when he and I had that talk, the devil had nowhere to hide. He had no seeds to plant. There was no heart that he can get into and cause discord. He became exposed. And that brother and I had put that mess aside and we went forward. So I'm telling you guys, if you got ill feelings towards a brother or sister, I don't care if you're a babe in Christ, I don't care if you're a teacher, an elder, whatever. If you've got an issue, with a brother or sister, don't you tell anybody about it and don't you let it sit. You pray for them, you try and call them and make it right with them. If they don't like it, like the Bible says, then go to someone else, a brother or sister, and see if they can come and help you. And if they don't do it, go before the elders in the church. And if they don't do it, then you leave them alone. The reason I'm bringing this up, guys, is because there could be a lot of things, man, in our hearts that we might love each other as brother and sisters, but we don't like about each other. Talk to one another about this issue so that the devil can stop hiding and he can get off the scene. Because you think by burying a feeling that it's gonna go away, that's not true. It's got to be talked out, it's got to be spoken out because all it'll do is plant a seed and when the time comes, it's gonna spring forth and cause error. It's gonna cause discord. Trust me, guys. I want to read these verses that Sister Naima posted about how to handle an issue with their brother, if that's all right. Yeah, good. It's Matthew 18, starting in verse 15. Um, sorry. That's right. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it again to uh, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto three unto thee as a heathen man and as a publican. That's right. That's right. You know, because it's easy for us to say that, you know, some things don't matter. But I'm here to tell you, words can either bring life or they can bring death. Feelings can either bring life or they can bring death. We must be aware of the way that we feel concerning things. Don't bury them. Talk to brethren and sisters about it. That's the best way to be, because when seeds get planted, and they, they begin to have roots. Man, you already got discord. Sometimes you can already be divided from somebody. Although you may smile in front of them and you may say, oh man, we're cool, everything's cool. But deep down it's not. So you've got to get those roots out of you. And the best way to do that is confess and talk to brethren. That's the best way to do it, man. 
Because if the devil can hide, he's going to hide. That is what he does. So we're going to give like another uh, 10 minutes. If anybody wants to talk about anything or go into anything, please do. I think from there, we're going to take Lord's Supper. Okay, so we don't have much here. We've got uh, what? I got Crane Grape Ocean Spray. Okay, that's what I'm going to be drinking. And um, some, well, I don't even think we got the official wheat things. We got like the artificial no frills brand. Okay, but the whole thing is unleavened. Yeah, you know, it's unleavened or whatever, but that's what we're going to do to take Lord's Supper. For some who may not have, you got crackers, you got a piece of bread, you got whatever. It doesn't even matter. It's all about, you know, where your heart is. Tatiana asked, what if they ignore you? What if they ignore you? Sister Tatiana, I would pray for them and then try and bring maybe. Um, somebody with you, someone in like an elder or someone to have them talk and, and mediate a situation. You know, if people ignore you, pray for them because you never know what can be on them, what could be happening. But I'm telling you, that's the biggest thing we're gonna face, guys. We think that we're all united, but I'm telling you, we're only united by our feelings. And if you've got ill will for a brother or sister, man, trust me, I don't care how much you smile, how much you put your arm around him and you hang out with him. If you don't like him, it's eventually gonna bear fruit and it's gonna come to a real ugly thing. You gotta talk to one another. I'll say on that subject too, that uh, if there is like ill feelings towards another person and it gets out because I'm gonna tell you sure is all things that if it's against saints, like there's an issue between you know, the believers, um, the Lord's going to make a way for that to get out in one way or another, because he doesn't want that discord amongst the saints. Um, but it can also plant seeds of rejection in another person, which is the last thing that we want to put in people is, you know, if someone in the ministry or in church had a problem with me, why didn't they just come to me? Why didn't they just talk to me about it? And all sorts of thoughts and whatnot start going through their head that could have been avoided had the person just gone to them because now there's an issue of trust. Now there's an issue of, of, you know, should I fellowship with this person anymore? All sorts of things. Now the devil, now he's got an inroad into that person's life. And maybe that wasn't even your initial, the, the other person's initial attention, intention, but that's what happened. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Now you gave them inroad for the devil to get into their mind and start playing tricks on them and start doing stuff. And even if you make it right with them, and even if you apologize, you know, you've still caused hardship on their life. So it can be so easily avoided. If we say that we're brothers and sisters in the Lord, and we're supposed to love one another, if you got an issue with that person, pray about it. I'd say number one, pray about it. Don't tell anybody, pray about it. And if the Lord tells you to point it out to that person, do it in secret. Don't go around to 50 other people and say, what should I do? No, if the Lord told you what to do, then do what he commands you to do. Yeah, you've got to. That that needs to truly be dealt with. You know, it's easy for us to just say, let's just move on and forget about it. Nah, man, you've got to discuss it. You've got to talk to one another. Because I would hope that the brothers and sisters on here would feel as comfortable with me calling me and saying, hey, brother Derek, you said something I didn't like. I need to talk to you. You know, I would hope that we have built that kind of relationship or I have made myself 
that open to where, you know, you guys will feel comfortable telling me stuff. Okay. Because one thing I don't want to happen is, you know, if there's an issue with one of us that we can't talk about it. If I did something wrong, I don't care if I quoted a scripture wrong and it didn't sit well with you. Hey, brother Derek, I need to talk to you. You know, I don't like the way you said that about me or whatever, whatever. Hey, man, if I was talking about you, then I apologize. If not, then, hey, it wasn't focused on you. But some things are worth a discussion. It's worth discussing. Amen. Because outside of that, man, you I'm telling you, I've seen ministries fall apart. I've seen things happen all because the person wasn't big enough to call somebody or to talk to them. No subliminal messages, no none of that. Talk to one another. That's what men and women of God do. And remember, uh, look, look at this, guys. Let's go somewhere real quick. Let's go to Galatians 2. And I think from there, we're going to do Lord's Supper. But that's what the Lord put on my heart. Okay, if you look at Galatians 2, guys, and look at verse 11, look at what it says. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. So Paul is talking about his experience to the Galatians. He says, hey, when Peter came to Antioch, I went to Peter face to face because Peter was to be blamed. You see that? He didn't go to, uh, you know, to Silas. He didn't go to Timothy. He didn't go to anybody else. He went straight to Peter. And he says, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. That's what men do. Look at verse 12. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. So what was Peter's problem here? He was racist. Peter was a racist. Peter felt like at this point, well, I know this is wrong, but I don't have the guts enough to not eat with the Gentiles because I'm worried about what the Jews are going to say. You know what that is? Rejection. But he says, look, and the other Jews dissembled likewise with him in so much that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. You see that? Barnabas, who was a good friend of Paul, that was like Paul's right-hand man, is now acting like Peter because, you know, Barnabas is seeing the behavior of Peter and following him. So you see, it took Paul to go to them and tell them what was what. So that way Peter could repent and get past it. That's one thing I love about Jesus. If Jesus had an issue with anything that was done with anybody, Jesus confronted the person because that's what we're supposed to do. Don't confront them in conflict, like, oh, you you, you got something to say? No, no, don't come at them like that. Oh, well, I'm hearing a lot of things, and if people got something they want, they want to say, then let them say it then. No, nah, man, don't come like that. That's the streets. What we need to do is get in that place of, hey, brother, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. This is what's on my heart. This is how I felt. I just want to come to you personally and say, hey, man, I'm sorry. That's what it's really about. 
That's a man. And any man that don't think he can be wrong, that he can't apologize, that's hardly a man. That's someone caught up in their feelings. But if a man is wrong, I don't care if I'm here teaching, guys. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, period. I can either choose to repent and get it right, or I could, you know, suck my thumb and walk away from everybody with an attitude. But no, it, it's true. We can all be wrong. The only one that's not wrong is Jesus Christ. But we've got to show that humility to one another. Brother, I was wrong. I don't want to beat upon this, but I just want to make the point that I can tell what the Lord is putting on my heart. In these last days, the devil's going to bring discord. And that's why the Bible tells us to forbear one another, tolerate one another. I may do things that some of you don't like. Some of you may do things that I don't like, but that's what discussion is for. Man, call and talk to someone. Don't be touchy and in your feelings. And if I admit that I'm wrong, then I'm less than you. No, nah, man, that's, that's garbage. We've got to show humility for the brethren if we're gonna ever move forward and do what God says. Because sometimes, you know, a brother or sister don't have to say anything to you or about you. It can be felt. It can be felt when someone doesn't like you or don't really want you around or whatever. But, you know, go to that brother or sister. Hey, um, I feel like this might be the case. Is it true? You know, now I'm not saying get stuck in your feelings about everything. It's all about Christ. But one thing we got to get to the place of is to trust one another. We've got to be able to communicate so that the devil has nowhere to hide. So hopefully, guys, that makes sense. If anybody has anything to add or anything they want to go over, please do. If not, we are going to take the Lord's Supper right now. All right, so the ocean spray is in the fridge. The no-frills <laughs> wheat thins are in the cupboard. If you can get them. Thanks, Sarah. So, guys, we're about to do Lord's Supper. And you could um, get two glasses or whatever. All right, guys, we're about to do Lord's Supper. The first thing I want to do right now is, um, you can't put them over there, because I don't want them like knocking anything oh, over or whatever. Okay. All right, thanks. All right, so um, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, guys. Is this okay? This yeah. And nobody eat or drink anything until we're done. Okay, so let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. What does Brother Grant say? Uh, it takes a true man or woman to swallow pride and admit our wrongs. Amen. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 11. Let's look at verse uh, seven. There's some things we wanna go over, but we usually do this. Thanks. All right. Okay, sounds good. All right, guys, look at 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 11, look at verse 17. And it says, now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not that ye come together not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when ye come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you, and I partly believe it. For there must be also heresies among you, 
that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. So you see what he's saying? That there's heresies upon them. And he says that he wanted these things to be made manifest, you know, among us so that we may know what to do. Verse 20 says, when you come together, therefore, into one place, this is not to eat the Lord's supper. For in eating, every one taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry and another is drunken. So let me explain this, guys, before we move on, that there were people that were coming to the supper of the Lord for dinner time, not because of what it represented. Some people, well, yeah, I could get a drink, I could get something to eat. That's not what this is about. We're going to explain how important the Lord's Supper should be received and what it should be about. Look at verse 21, for in eating every one taketh before other his own supper, and one is hungry and another is drunken. So Paul is telling you the problems that are going on in Corinth. He says, what? Have ye not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God and shame them that have not? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. He says, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Now, don't eat anything, guys. There's something I need to cover here. But it says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat this. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. So when we take Lord's Supper, guys, we're doing it in remembrance of Jesus. Everybody remembers the Last Supper or probably saw pictures of it. We must understand that this is that important as if we ourselves were the disciples of Jesus Christ, that we were sitting amongst him at the table. Okay, look at verse 25. After the same manner also, he took the cup uh, when he uh, supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, Ye shall ye, ye do shoot the Lord's death till he come. So you see that? We've got to do it as often as we're called to do as a body. But look at this. He says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So the last thing that we want to do, guys, is take communion or Lord's Supper unworthily, okay? But it doesn't tell you to run out the door, all right? Look at what it says for us to do. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak, and sickly among you, and many sleep. So what is he saying here? There are many that die. There are many that become sickly. There are many that become weak and suffering with infirmity because they have drank of the cup of the Lord unworthily. Now you see, when I was a kid, okay, and this is not trying to blast the church that I was in, but when I was a kid, 
we would do this every fifth Sunday and you just hand the tray over, you know, and everybody picking from it. But this wasn't red. The all it says was we ate together and we drank together, you know, but we must understand that this thing is so much bigger than that. OK, but look at what it says next. So many people sleep, many people die. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, ye come uh, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that he come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. So here's what we're doing. We're gonna take two minutes out right now, guys, to examine our hearts, maybe to repent of whatever we have done, whatever it is that we know that we're not right. We must examine ourselves to make sure that we become worthy to drink of the cup of the Lord. So we're gonna take two silent minutes out where we can pray before the Lord, see what the Lord has for us, if the Lord tells you to take it, take it. If he tells you not to, then don't take it. But if you repent and you confess your sins or whatever it is, God can give you approval. It's between you and the Lord. But this is a very serious thing. This is not a thing to be played of as some sort of joke. This is a very real thing about the disciples of Jesus Christ. So if you want to partake in it, you know, take two minutes of silence unto yourself. You know, and we're going to continue from there. You know, we're going to pray and examine ourselves starting right now.
All right. All right. There's our. Uh, we'll continue about now. So. Uh, all right, guys, I'm going to conclude with this right here. This is Luke 22 and verse 19, and it says, And he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you this do in remembrance of me. So we may all eat together. Thank you, Lord. Looking on with verse 20 right now, it says, likewise also the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new testament in my blood, which is shed for you. So we may all drink together. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Guys, we um, we thank you for participating in this. Let us pray together. Let us love the brethren. Let us talk to the brethren and let us pray for each other, okay? Because these are becoming crucial times. And if the devil can do what it takes to cause discord, this is something that he will do. This was the blood of the new covenant of we call ourselves disciples of Christ children of God. We call ourselves, you know, people that want to be the new image in Christ, that man, we've got to follow after what the Lord calls us to do and live our lives by an example of what God truly wants us to be. So, you know, like I tell people before we close, if you know you're not saved and nobody knows this more than you, you can give your life to Jesus Christ today while there is time. Repent of your sins, turn from your wicked ways. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you, that you might be able to inherit eternal life. Believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved. If you confess your sins, our God is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Get baptized in the name of Jesus or get baptized in the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. God knows your heart. But the thing that we need to do is, if we're truly repented, it means to drop what we're doing and turn towards that which is good, leaving the old behind and not going back for it. So I just want to say with that, guys, I love you. This is the second uh, episode of our Hangouts. You know, we'll have it more organized next time because I think we're going to work with Sister Danielle and Sister Naima, that I think it will be beneficial if we do that. We now see that, that we need to use the Zoom and everything else because it'll make things a lot easier 
for the brothers and sisters. Hey, brother Mark Williams, hope all you well. Hope you're well. So, um, guys, while I still have you, I want to introduce you to the Organic Gospel Book by Pastor Gary C. Price and Sister Maisha Hunter. This proves that the gospel is organic. This book is $13.95, and you can get it at www.theorganicgospel.net. Okay, don't cheat yourself, treat yourself. You can't try to be a Christian. It's the organic life that is in Jesus Christ that if you are one with him, he will grow out of you and he will lead you unto those righteous fruit. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, meekness, and temperance. This book is not being sold for cash or for somebody to try and get a get rich quick scheme. It's to help the saints grow that they may be in good standing with the Lord, okay? Now, here's our second book, And They Overcame. This is by our brother, Coach P, Jeremiah Poja. Uh, this book is the second edition. You can get it at Lulu Books for $7.99. It says this book is comprised of 11 personal handwritten testimonies on how real people entered into salvation and how each, I mean, how Jesus Christ became a reality in their lives. Each account is different and distinct because every person on earth is faced with a different set of circumstances and living situations. Even though all of these Christians are coming from different backgrounds, they all have one thing in common. Jesus Christ has begun to save their souls and deliver them from the shackles of sin and the devil. Okay, $7.99. You can get it on Lulu Books. My testimony is in here with other brothers and sisters, you know, in the Lord. Learn how to fight back. Learn how to overcome. You're not the first that might be struggling with what you're dealing with, but you also don't have to be the last. Learn to fight. Learn to pray. Learn to fast. Learn to keep pushing until God delivers you from your sins. God will never deliver you from your friends. He's only going to deliver you from your enemies. You've got to hate sin. You've got to want to put it down. You've got to want to move past that if we are going to be overcomers in Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, with that, Sister Sarah has the prayer request. So I guess that she can pray out from there. What were you laughing at, Sister Sarah? Derek Lamar said, give Sarah her props now. What, for what? We're taking down the, the oh, points. taking all the notes. Oh yeah, <laughs> taking points. Hey, that was her handwriting, man. She had us both tied up. But hey, it says I wish I would have uh, get on earlier. Now, brother Sal, you can always you know look at it later too. But this is experimenting. I just want to hear what's on the brethren's mind. Things we know to pray for. It's always good to talk to one another because sometimes it feels like we're the last people on earth. You know, so it's good to talk to one another, pray together, get to know people, maybe share contact information with some. But this is all about bringing brethren together. What else could I do on a Thursday night? What am I going to do, sit and watch TV eating Fritos? No, I want to talk to my brothers and sisters and see how they are. You know, so we'll get better at this thing. Um, Sister Danielle and um, Naima were trying to get us into the Zoom thing. So next week, if we use Zoom, we'll get some contact information of others, send it out to them. And uh, man, it should be fun to look at everybody's face 
so you can tell what people really think about what you're saying. I'm just joking, but so anyway, let's let uh, Sister Sarah pray out. Good job, Sister Sarah. Hey, Alicia. I'm just teasing. She's all right. Let's you, see. You, you already win, Alicia, for next week. Um, it's all good. The Lord knows, Sister Latoya. But yeah, I usually don't encourage people to eat until you know they know what's what. Because I don't want people to damn themselves. And if you're not saved, you can't take Lord's Supper anyway. But you got to be in that way of um, understanding what you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it's about. So, you know, we love you guys. We'll come up with better ideas. We'll have better trivia, a better way of doing it, man. Because it is hard when you've got a lagging system because everybody's flooding the Internet and everything going on. So, yeah. All right, so uh, Sister Sarah's going to pray us out from there, and we're going to close. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord God, in Jesus' name, I come to you this evening, Lord, and I just want to say thank you, Jesus, just for all and everything that you've done for us. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for our sins, but Lord, you didn't stay there. You're at the right hand of the Father in glory, in majesty, Lord Jesus Christ. But you gave us an example of how we are to live in this world as followers of you, as true believers, as Christians, Lord Jesus. Because I know that that word Christian is so broadly used today. Everyone say, I'm a Christian here, I'm a Christian there. But are we truly Christians? Are we truly following you, Lord Jesus, because you came into this world? to do the will of your father. You came into this world, Lord Jesus Christ. You took on our flesh, Lord God, our stinking flesh. You are without sin, Lord Jesus Christ. And you came down here to live amongst us, Lord, but you took that flesh and you nailed it to the cross. And yes, that's exactly Lord. what we have to do, Lord yes, Jesus Lord. Christ. We have got to be willing to forsake all, not just some, but all. Take up our cross, get on the cross and follow after you. That's truly what it is all about, Lord Jesus Christ. If we're going to walk in this world, if we're going to save people's lives, and it's not us, it's you living in us, then that's exactly what needs to be done, Lord Jesus Christ. We have got to be willing to forsake this world, to be saved, to be sanctified, to be filled with your Holy Spirit, Lord God, to be baptized with fire, Lord yes, Jesus Lord. Christ, to get on fire for you, Lord God, to be consumed with the Holy Ghost fire, Lord Jesus Christ, and to go out into the highways and byways, wherever you're calling yes, us to, to go, Lord Jesus Christ, that's where we will go. But yes, I pray Lord. this too, Lord God, if there is any pride amongst us, Lord Jesus Christ, if there is any self in us, that it be rebuked, that it be cast out in Jesus' holy and mighty name, yes, because pride cometh before the fall. Satan, he is the father of lies and he is the father of pride. That's why this whole nation and everything is going in chaos, Lord Jesus Christ, because he truly reigns it. And yes, we've got Lord. to get that old Adam nature out of us and have on the nature and the mind of Jesus Christ to have on your armor, Lord God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, Lord Jesus Christ, the word of truth, Lord God, the shield of faith. Shoes uh, with the preparation of the gospel, Lord Jesus Christ, that we are going to go. The belt of truth, Lord Jesus Christ. Gird up our loins. Yes, Gird Lord. up the loins of our mind, Lord God, that if there's any wickedness in us, Lord Jesus Christ, yes, if Lord. there is any 
transgression, secret faults, whatever it is that is still trying to hold on to grip and to control our lives. I pray, Lord God, in Jesus, holy and mighty name, that we do whatever it takes to be set free from it, Lord Jesus, because we don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. We have no idea. So our only hope Our only faith, our only surety is in you, Lord Jesus, because you're not the author and finisher of confusion, but of our faith, Lord God. So I'm praying for the minds of the saints tonight, Lord Jesus Christ, that you protect our minds. Send down your warring angels, Lord God, and protect our minds. I'm praying against all demonic forces in our sleep that you cast them out in Jesus' holy and mighty name. I come against any incubus. I come against any succubus. I come against any other spirits, any spirit spouses. I break the bands. I break the chains in Jesus' holy and mighty name that they be cast out, Lord God, that they have no authority over us, Lord Jesus Christ, that you cover us with the blood of the Lamb, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Tonight, Lord Jesus, I'm praying for Taylor Gibbs' father, Lord Jesus, as he found out he has cancer. Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you tonight, Lord God, because you are the the great physician, the only one who can heal our bodies. I rebuke that demon of cancer in Jesus' holy and mighty name, that it be no more in him, Lord God, that he will be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Lord. I pray for Tara's friend, Brian Atkins, Lord Jesus Christ, that this man be saved. Convict his heart, convict his soul, convict his mind, Lord Jesus, Jesus, that you put it upon him and to know that if he dies tonight in his sin, he will go to hell, Lord Jesus. I'm praying, Lord God, I'm praying that we just take off the gloves. I'm praying, Lord Jesus Christ, if it's got to be 30 seconds or 30 minutes in hell, Lord Jesus Christ, to wake up your people, then do whatever it takes, Lord Jesus Christ, because we're not promised another day on this earth, Lord Jesus. I'm praying over uh, Roberta. Tatiana's mom, Lord Jesus Christ, that you help her in her sleep, Lord God. Protect her mind, Lord Jesus Christ. Comfort her. Send down the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus Christ, and protect her in her sleep. I'm praying also for her hip, Lord Jesus Christ. Restore her hip. Take away the pain. Take away any problems. In Jesus' holy and mighty name. name. I'm praying for Tan P's family, Lord Jesus Christ, and her that they stay focused on you, Lord God, that they pray more. Fast more. Do whatever it takes yes, in your Lord. word, Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Sanctify Lord. them, Lord. Thank Come you, upon Lord. them. Overshadow them in Jesus' holy and mighty name. I'm yes, praying Lord. for our sister Melissa and her kids, Lord Jesus Christ, that you touch their lives, Lord God, that they be saved. Watch over them, Lord God. Send yes, down Lord. your warring angels and protect yes, their Lord. minds because there's so much outside influence trying to, to take away the minds of the children from you. And take, put them on the minds of Satan. I'm praying against all spirits of homosexuality and witchcraft. Yes, They're in these TV shows today trying to plague the minds of children. I pray against them in Jesus' holy name. Yes, I pray Lord. that the people of God will stand up in unity against those spirits today. Lord Jesus, that the children will return their hearts to the Father, Lord God. Yes, Lord. I'm praying you, also for Sister Tatiana's family, Lord Jesus Christ, that you be over them, that they be saved, Lord God. I'm praying against the spirits of video games, Lord Jesus. I'm praying against those demonic spirits. In Jesus' holy and mighty name, I'm praying for her yes, brothers, Lord. that they will be saved, Lord God. I want to live a holy and righteous life after you, but to be set free from all demonic presence in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, I'm praying Lord. for our sister Juanita, Lord Jesus Christ. She wants prayer over her family. So yes, I'm praying Lord. over her family, Lord God. Whatever it is, whether they need to be healed, delivered, saved, 
sanctify, seek you, Lord Jesus Christ, whatever it is, Lord God, touch yes, their Lord. lives individually that they have a relationship with you. Yes, I'm praying for Brother Frederick and his father, Lord Jesus Christ, over yes, his health, Lord. that you be with him, Lord God, restore him, that he seek to live a life after you and his friend Maya, Lord Jesus Christ, that you touch her life, Lord God, restore yes, her to Lord. wholeness, Lord Jesus, that she yes, not go Lord. after the wrong kind of men, but that she make you her husband, Lord God, until yes, the right Lord. man is placed in her life, Lord Jesus. Yes, I'm Lord. praying for the men of God tonight, Lord Jesus, that you raise up a standard in them, that you pour still down their spine, that yes, they will Lord. be real men of God to yes, go Lord. out and to do your will and to preach the gospel. And I'm praying for the women today. I'm Thank praying you. against all spirits of Jezebel, all spirits of domineerance, all spirits of takeover. I'm praying against it in Jesus' holy and mighty name that we understand and know what it is to be a supportive woman, yes, to support Lord. the godly men, Lord Jesus Christ, yes, to be Lord. a Proverbs 31 woman. Give us the understanding and pour out your Holy Spirit upon the men and women today, Thank Lord you, God, Jesus. that we not be overtaken by the spirits of the world yes, and that Lord. we come in one accord under your gospel, under your baptism, Lord Jesus Christ, yes, because Lord. you are the mediator to do your will, Lord God. Yes, In Lord. Jesus' holy and mighty name, In I Jesus pray. Name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, we can eat in general. And do we have to fast before we take communion? No. No, you don't have to fast before you take communion. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be eating along with while we're doing Lord's Supper, you know, uh, a prayer request, strength, and inner, a gluttony, slothful. Heavenly Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray for my brother Ronnie in this hour, Lord. I'm asking, Lord, that you strengthen his inner man. I'm asking, Lord, that you lay down his flesh. I'm asking, Lord, in Jesus' name, that every day, though his outward man perish, his inward man will be renewed day by day. I pray, Lord, that you give him the will to walk in the spirit. I pray, Lord, if there's any spirit that's binding him, pulling him back to the flesh, that you cast it out, Lord, in Jesus' name. Release your warring angels upon our brothers and sisters that they may grow in the faith and get stronger and do what you tell them to do. I pray for his family, Lord, that you watch over him, and I pray that you build him up, Lord. I pray that you give him the new mind, the mind of Christ. And I pray, Lord, that you plant his feet on fertile ground. And I pray, Lord, that you raise in him the fruit of faith and temperance, that he may do all that you call him to. So we bind the spirit of slothfulness at this hour, Lord. So many spirits that are plaguing your people. Rejection, Lord, is another. The religious spirit is another. When did we ever get to the place, Lord, that we don't think that we can talk to you? Lord, let your people be sincere because you are all that we have. And you said that you may call us in by adoption that we may say, Daddy, Father. So Lord, let us refer to you as dad. Let us refer to you as one that we can go to no matter what, yes. no matter what we're doing, no matter where we are, no matter where we've been, we can always come to you, Lord, for you are an ever present help in our time of need. And I just pray, Lord, that you open our hearts, that you break up fallow ground. I thank you for Pastor Price 
in his shepherding. And I thank you for Sister Barbara and her support. I thank you for Omega Ministries, Lord, and Brother Rashid and Brother Baines and Brother Poja and all so many out there, Lord, that are in the fight. Sister Naima, Sister Naomi, Sister Danielle, so many brothers and sisters. Thank you for Sister Tara. Thank you for my sister Dawn and her husband, Randy, and her family, my sister Juanita and her family. I thank you for strong sisters like Sister Julia. I thank you for sisters like Sister Tanisha, Lord. I thank you for all those brethren and sisters that are serious about you, Lord. Brother Sal, Brother Frederick, Brother Cord, so many, Lord, so many brethren. Brother Timotheus, Brother Rock T. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. So Lord, I'm just asking, Lord, that you build us up, that you strengthen us. Yes, and for our brother Ronnie, Lord, place a special anointing upon my yes, brother, Jesus. that Lord, he may stand in your time and hear your voice clearly and what he is to do. Make our paths plain, Lord. Yes. Move all distractions aside because you said that your sheep know your voice. So we just ask, Lord, that it be done for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. All right, guys. So um, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. You know, next week we'll come up with other ideas. We're more than open to hear what you guys have to say because we're new at this thing too. You know, uh, hey, Sister Roberta, Sister Latoya, Brother Sal, Brother Derek Grant, Brother uh, Sister Festiva. Uh, let's see. Uh, my little niece, Gianna. Uh, my niece Alicia, Sister Tara, Brother Frederick, Sister Naima, Brother Ronnie. Uh, let's see, uh, Sister Latoya, Sister Kanisha, uh, my nephew Elijah, uh, Brother Lamar, Derek Lamar, uh, Sister Julia, uh, Brother Mark Williams. Man, there's so many names here. Um, let's see who else are we missing. Uh, I believe Sister uh, Tanisha was on tonight too. Uh, Sister Tatiana. Uh, let's see who else. But guys, don't forsake Sister Melissa. Don't uh, and my sister Dawn. Uh, don't forsake your prayer closets, guys. Push in even harder. Push in even stronger with the Lord. Uh, sister Shane was on tonight too. Push in hard with the Lord right now, guys. Because, man, the ark is loading, and we want to make sure that we're on. Uh, Sister Ebony, yes, thank you for being on uh, tonight. And uh, my niece Christiana was on tonight, too. So um, looks like that's everybody. My sister Juanita, uh, Brother Frederick, I said. Man, there's so many names here. But, guys, I thank you for being on. I love you. If I've missed any names, it's simply because, man, it's hard to see them all up here. You know, but we love you guys. Stay strong with the Lord. Don't allow yourself to get distracted. And I will see you guys Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Love you guys. Good Have night. a good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.